Jay Severin. If tomorrow the American government cut a $1 million check to every African American in America, what, you think Al Sharpton would retire? No, something else would be wrong. Something else would be wrong. Be discontented. It's in the American DNA. But don't become a malcontent. Jay Severin. Weekdays, 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern. On the Blaze Radio Network. And go for Mike Slater in 3, 2, 1. You're listening to Mike Slater. Part of the next generation of talk radio. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. America's the greatest country in the world. Thank you for that last hour. Really great phone calls to wrap up. Uh, thank you, Frank and Levi. Uh, it's Twitter, Slater Radio. And you can search for the Mike Slater Show on Facebook, and we can continue that conversation uh, there. Because I'm going to think a lot more about it. I hope you do, too. Um, I think it's very important. And, and I, I don't really hear a lot of people talking about it. Um, but moving on. I had a, a frustrating week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We're frustrating because the, someone told us that we were supposed to talk about the Confederate flag. And we did. I did. And we had some good discussion about it on my local show. And it, it's important, right? It, it, it was a good conversation, and, and I'm glad we had it. But not when you compare it to what we should have been talking about. Not when you compare it to what we were distracted from and pay no attention to. Talking about the Confederate flag is all good and well, but not not next to what should have been the national discussion for the first half of the week. And the reason we were talking about the Confederate flag is because someone looked at Charleston and expected riots and looting and protests. Instead, they got prayer circles outside the courthouse and gospel singing in the streets and forgiveness coming from families of the victims. And whoever decides what the country is supposed to talk about, that, what they saw, made them uncomfortable. They wanted something very different than what Charleston gave them. And what Charleston gave the media wasn't a profitable story, right? Because you need something with strife, right? You need something with conflict. You need something to advance the narrative. And Charleston wasn't giving it to them. So the attention had to be averted to the Confederate flag. I want to take a minute here and talk about what should have been the national conversation the first half of the week. It'll be today, actually. Have you ever heard of the Arthur Ravenel Jr. Bridge? Now, maybe I should take a quick time out. <clears throat> quick sidebar. I'm in San Diego, pretty far away from Charleston geographically. So maybe it's just I haven't seen this coverage. Maybe this was the discussion and I just totally missed it. If you're closer to Charleston if you, and if you heard more about this, maybe if you were there, gosh, I'd love to get your take. So maybe I should say it like this. I have never heard of the Arthur Ravenel Jr. Bridge. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right because I've never heard anyone else pronounce it. It's a bridge in Charleston. 
And last Sunday night, six days ago, a housewife thought it would be nice if, if she and a couple of her friends got together and marched across the bridge. You know, in memory of the, the nine victims from the week before. So she put it out on Facebook. You know, meet in this park. We're going to walk across the bridge. We're going to pray, and it'll, it'll be nice. Put it on Facebook, and Sunday came, and uh, some people showed up. 15,000 people showed up and stretched two miles from the town on one side of the bridge all the way across the bridge to the middle of the town on the other side of the bridge. They called it a unity chain. And throughout the march, they had a nine-minute moment of silence, one minute for each of the victims. And the only reason I know about this is from the local papers in Charleston. And the only way I saw any pictures of it is from Twitter and Instagram. And it's truly one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my entire life. So people started on different sides of the bridge, right? You have uh, uh, family members of the victims leading the march on each side. And they started at the same time, marched, met in the middle. These are all comments from people who were there. Emotion was high. Joy overcame sadness. And the impact of the moment was real. A black man wrote, look at the multitude of faces and races that came. One picture has uh, victims' uh, family in the middle. Police officers surrounding them. And people as far as the eye can see, every head bowed. American flags waving in the background. Someone took a picture of it and said, nine minutes of silence, nine lives gone, all colors united. Wasn't this Martin Luther King's dream? The pictures of people meeting in the middle of the bridge and everyone embracing and crying, I've never seen anything like it. Where were these pictures? (laughs) Why why wasn't this the nonstop news of the week? Why, Why wasn't this all we heard about? That murderer wanted to start a race war? And instead he started a movement where people of all races are praying on the bridge in the middle of town. One family wrote on Instagram, they said, most phenomenal experience I could ever be a part of. My father later told me, thank you for such an incredible day and for giving me such a historic Father's Day. One picture has a white family member with her with her four-year-old son and there's a black family with their four-year-old daughter. And they're all embracing and the kids are playing together. That is literally MLK's I have a dream speech personified. Like right there on that bridge. But we didn't talk about it. No one talked about it. I haven't seen these pictures anywhere other than Twitter and Instagram. People's personal accounts. That's it. How was that picture not just blazed on everyone's mind? Like everyone should have, should have seen this picture and never forget this picture. It is literally MLK's dream personified. Another comment says, we'll all come together in our mourning and our healing. Black, white, doesn't matter. We're united as a community of Charlestonians. The whole vibe has been sort of like, I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Brittany, can we play uh, clip one here? This is... uh, This is one of the, I believe, a a family member 
of of one of the victims. He he led the march from one side of the bridge to the other. Uh, this is the rally they were having just before they marched. Uh, this gentleman here is being introduced by the chief of police, and I play this because I I didn't see it anywhere. I, I just found it on YouTube, right? I don't know why this guy wasn't all over the news. I don't know why this wasn't the most popular video on YouTube. It's it's so frustrating because you know what it is? Someone else is writing our story. That's what it is. Someone's writing our story for us instead of us. Right? That the last three days... Or I should say that the first three days of the month of the excuse me, first three days of last week was all about the Confederate flag. It's all we were supposed to talk about. And it's all anyone did. It was all over everything. But so so the person who's writing the history of uh, what is that? June 20, June 22nd to June 24th, uh, the United States of America talked about the Confederate flag and whether or not it should be taken down from all things and whether the Dukes of Hazard should ever be played on TV again and whether the greatest hits of Alabama should be sold on Amazon. And someone wrote that as our story. And it's frustrating because that, that shouldn't have been our story for those three days. It should have been celebrating what happened on that bridge on Father's Day in Charleston. And we should have been focused on this gentleman and his words to the people of Charleston before they marched across that bridge. Clip one. He introduced me and you clapped. But I want you to give yourself a hand because look at the turnout, not only here, but I heard it's about 5,000 people on the other side of this bridge. Not only to the United States, but to the entire globe. That when you hear about Charleston, South Carolina, you have us mistaken. We are united as the human race. To this point, you have heard Black Lives Matter. Where is, come here a second, I'm going to do this here in Charleston. I'm going to do this right here. I am going to say this to you. Stand right here. Can you hold this for me? He's wearing a shirt that says Black Lives Matter, and he's taking it off right now. It's not Black Lives that matter anymore. All lives. And wherever you are, wherever you're hiding, whether it be behind a keyboard or a cell phone or in some dark cave somewhere, spewing your hatred, trying to keep us divided, we are the United States of America, one country, undivisible. I'm sick. I'm sick of the race baiters. I'm sick of the people, as that gentleman just said, those who are trying to divide because that's all the Confederate flag controversy was, right? There was, it was called the unity march for the love of peace. There was unity in Charleston and we couldn't have that in the national discussion. Instead, we had to change our attention and focus on something that does divide something so stupid to talk about, like the Confederate flag. Because it's divisive. That's the only reason why that was brought up. I am done with the race baiters. I'm done with their liars. And they're controlling the narrative. They're writing our story. And what they're writing is not true. 
one 3393 Mike Slater Show, The Blaze Radio Network. Spread the word. You're listening to Mike Slater on The Blaze Radio Network.